Happy holidays, everyone. We've made it past Thanksgiving with only minor wounds from social commentary around the table. Today, I, Brooke, am joined by Ian Woo! and Will hey. for a special Bards-only edition. Today, we're going to talk about all things holiday season and specifically two games that might mend those broken wounds over the wishbone. Today, we'll be talking about Boop, a two-player game created by Scott Brady that took board game TikTok by storm, as well as We're Not Really Strangers, created by Kareen Odini, a game built on creating a deep understanding of players. Yes, I am going to make my two co-hosts talks about feelings and memories. They're never going to let me live this one down. Bah humbug. And probably never going to let me pick games again. Grinch noise. <laughs> now, guys, uh. both- <laughs> guys, both of these games are from big box stores. What were you begging your folks for? when you were dragged through the big box stores around the holiday season? The only board game that I remember begging my parents for one Christmas was that 1313 something lane murder mystery game. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking board games. I was saying in general. Oh, Oh, I was a very food focused kid. It was all, it was all like the, the, the junk food that I was never allowed to have. So eventually, after screaming enough, they'd give me like the little Debbie cakes, like uh, strawberry shortcakes. Those are good. See, I only wanted one thing, and it was the Oreos, or not Oreos, but it was like the cookie and cream Hershey's bar. <gasps> and my grandfather had this thing where because it was white chocolate and not real chocolate, it was not financially worth it. Like he had this weird thing of like white chocolate's not good enough to buy. Because you're not getting any <laughs> cacao in it. That was his reasoning. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm getting more sugar though. I also really wanted Lunchables, and by the time I finally got one, I was so disappointed. I do remember that. I remember wanting the pizza Lunchables with my dad right after his divorce, and he's like, "They're too expensive." And then I got one with my mom, and I was like, "Wow, this is a disappointment." <laughs> my dad is right; these were too expensive. <laughs> the Wally World ones aren't as they're like a lot cheaper, and they're not bad. This I, I'm going to date myself, but this was before Walmart was as prevalent in our lives. This is fair. I'm just saying, if you want to revisit the subject, I think it's like a dollar or like a dollar fifty for the uh, pizza Wally Worldables. It's, it's a good thing that there's self checkout now because I get weird looks going there for like a oh, I, kid I cuisine. To... <laughs> kid cuisine. I have not had one of those in a really long time. They have blue mac and cheese right now in kid cuisines. We getting kid cuisine for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, it's right behind you. It right? really is. We have a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> so, which one do we want to start with? Because as, as a Christmas edition, we have two. We do. Uh, I'm gonna say I would like to save Boop for last because Boop scored pretty well. I I had a lot of fun with Boop, and I want to leave. I want to end on on the highest note. Okay, okay. Um, I did want to like say something about we're not really strangers off the bat is that I had such a hard time finding research on this because usually we get to be lazy and we go on board game geeks. And yes, I did uh, donate to their current um, Wikipedia style donation bin because I we use them almost exclusively oh, yeah. for content. Um, but this one's not on it. And I had to read Vogue and Forbes to get any information on the creator, who is both a photographer and a model. 
I mean, I can see why it wouldn't be on on board game geek. It isn't. It is. It is a board game. It is. It is a party game. <laughs> but you can't. It's not like the kind of thing you can you can win or be competitive about. I I feel like our grading system is unique in how it handles these things and is good for getting a, a, an idea of these these kind of things. I feel like the way that board game geek would professionally grade a game, this would just. It would just fall through. Yeah, it would, it would throw off their system. Although I like that there's no winners. You know that, though. I'm not competitive. <laughs> Good thing we're amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to just, like, jump right into uh, it? Yeah, I think yeah. we should yeah. jump right into it. This um, is just a... I loved the number of players on this. It has different rules set up for two-player versus multiplayer. Um, I think it went up to six. Yeah, six. And I could see it being really fun, but take a lot of time with six, but it still paces well enough that I don't see it being a problem. I Kind of similarly, um, I did give it three points for that. Uh, I do feel like once you start getting into six people, the game may start to drag a little bit, or you... The only, the only thing preventing you from kind of hammering somebody with questions is the last person cannot be the target of a question. Um... But once you get to six people, you could really just kind of hammer one person with, you know, really grill them. I don't think that's the point of this game, but I do kind of see that as a potential thing that would come up. I mean, that'd be useful if there's a new person in the group. Fair. I gave it a two for out of four for a number of players. This is on the, the party game rubric. I uh, just want to put that out there because we're doing two different rubrics today. Oh, yeah. yeah that's going to get confusing. I think this is the first time we've had two different rubrics for... For an episode, yeah. yeah. Uh, to be fair, there are other games we played that probably should have had two different rubrics, but we didn't have the party game out for like apples to apples. So yeah, again, amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> We're growing with you. <laughs> uh, but for number of players, I gave it a two. Um, I which in this case is like a half uh, of a full score. I felt that the that originally the game even specifies that it was meant for two players. Uh, it does go from three to six for uh, for special rules where they talk about, uh, hey, disregard this or this in the card. If you get this, then don't do it this way. Uh, I feel like that takes away from the, the meaning of the game. If initially for two players, you can't do things you would do for, for multiple groups. But there's also writing portions in this where if you're doing it for like six people, that's going to bog things down quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, while we jump into comprehension, I am going to quickly synopsize the game because we forgot that part or I forgot that part I don't host often um, we're not really strangers is a communication tool party game so it gives you questions and gives you activities to help you be closer to the people around you let it be friends partners or family uh, and they do have specific additions for different relationships you might have so that's why there's no winners uh, for comprehension, though, I gave it a two. Um, I think not having a board game background for the creator, um, the rules were overly complicated. Like once we got into it, it didn't seem as hard as they made it sound in mm -hmm. the pamphlet. There were just a lot of extra words. I, I gave it a three for the same reason. I read through the the rules and I'm like, I don't understand. I, I, I talked to you. I'm like. You're going to have to talk me through this because yeah. I don't understand what the setup for this looks like. I don't understand. And it, it was all right there. Uh, so I gave it a three um, for the same reasons. It just, 
it, it was technically all there and it wasn't that hard to understand once you had someone go through it with you. But by looking at the ru- the rules on the rubric, it was more confusing than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, I treated it a lot like uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, where I read each step. So, like, we were in phase one. I read phase one again. We were in phase two. I read phase two again. And that helped when you were, like, breaking it into the level chunks or the phase chunks uh, instead of reading it all at once. I gave it a four for comprehension. Um, I did have two people here to explain it to me. But even still, I thumbed through the rule book. It looked relatively simple. I think the levels were really what threw me off the most. It wasn't. It wasn't too hard to understand. I just felt that it. Uh, it was the rule book had a lot of unnecessary text there. Had they just been like, play this card, do this and that, or maybe put like some fun language in there to describe the process, like Boop did. You could tell an artist made this who cared very deeply for their game. And really wanted you to know exactly how it was supposed to be played. And as someone who's like a take what resonates, leave what doesn't when it comes to rules, you could tell they didn't want that type of a person to touch the game. Which is why I only docked one point for oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Paraphernalia, Paraphernalia. favorite of the party game subjects. Um, the box is great. The construction is great. The cards are really thick and um, not waterproof, which is kind of a standard for my board, like, party games i like having it be waterproof because like this would be a fun game to drink with mm-hmm. hang out drinking while doing this but i'd also be nervous about any kind of liquid getting on those cards um they have a notebook and pencils included but you don't need the notebook or pencils you can also rebuy the notebook and pencils if you really want to keep supporting the brand which is kind of cool so I, I did give it a four even though it's not waterproof I gave it a four for para, for paraphernalia as well. I felt that uh, the card stock seems pretty decent. Uh, it seemed well put together. Had slots for all the, the the sections and levels. All you need for this game, if you if you run out, is pen and paper, which is very easy to get for any game. And even then, like outside of the final card, which tells you to write a note for someone mm-hmm. for them to read after you've left uh, completely, you could just tell each other your first impressions at the step two. So, like, you don't necessarily need paper. Which I think you do in the two-player one, right? It's the same thing. It's the first impressions and then the note to leave with. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't, in the multiplayer, we didn't have to write the little final phase of writing a note. Um, I just thought it would be fun. So I kept it in. So I may have misunderstood paraphernalia a little. Uh, I thought this was potential for expansion. So I gave it a one and a half. And I am going to to stick with it. Uh, I, I did give it a one and a half because I, of all of the games where you can do writing cards, I feel like this is one of the few games where writing in your own content is probably a good way to go. Um, especially depending on the group you're playing with. Um, in our case, I feel like we would have benefited from it a little bit more just because we already do know each other fairly well. I mean, we've only been doing this for two years. And Plus more. the other friendships yeah. on top of it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, we're not just not like I've known you since middle school or anything. Well, exactly. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm going to stick with my mistake of two of one and a half, but it it probably should be a little higher. Well, I'm, I'm sneaking a look at your thing and I think you're good because the part that does talk about it, customization, 
um, you filled out right. <laughs> Good. So it just needs to be flip flop, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm pretty so you, sure that's what it is. The score stays the same. We don't have to pause. No elevator music. Uh, that brings us right into setup then. And uh, I give this a four for setup. That was incredibly easy. You literally just open the box and hand out some papers. Yeah. Yeah. It's all organized for you already. As long as you've shuffled for the deck beforehand, you can just pull this box out and get started. I mean, I don't even think you really need to shuffle. As long as you put the cards back in random places, you're only pulling, what, at maximum 6, 12, 18 cards from all three levels. Mm -hmm. And that's at a maximum of six players. Um, but you, you could. Or you could be feral like me and just pick it from the middle of the deck. Yeah. Because it stood up on its side, you can pick any cards. There's, gravity's not a factor. Yeah, so that that that's just open and shut, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Setup four. Yeah, I, will, I will give you a sneak peek. Today is probably the easiest setups we've ever had. Yeah, that, that's a fair assessment. A rate of play. What'd you give it for rate of play, Will? I gave it a four. This is one of the fastest games. It doesn't drag. I feel like when we were stopping to to discuss our cards it was in a positive way it wasn't stopping trying to understand stuff uh aside from each other we were just trying to understand each other um this is a very good game i i really like it and i like i said rate of play four out of four i'll be honest i brought this game mostly because i thought we'd get our school lowest scores ever and historically in the christmas episode one of us usually me get to rip apart a game unlike any other. It's a present for us. Um, and I thought rate of play was where it was going to go all wrong, but it went so well and so easily and so quickly. We added in another round for funsies. Oh yeah. <laughs> we did level two twice because it was just, it flowed nicely. So I can't complain now. I actually gave it a three for rate of play. Okay. Um, I think that, uh, one of the the things you run into with asking people very deep questions about their personal life is that they have to stop and think about it. Uh, so there were several times where we're, we're playing and the flow kind of gets interrupted as you ask someone a question like, uh, what, was, what was one of the big ones we asked? Oh, the, the relationship one was definitely one that I actually had to stop and think really long about. Yeah. yeah what was your, what was your first love and why did you like them? Yeah. Uh, there's also two different writing portions if you, if you if you do it right. And if you have a lot of players, that's going to slow things down quite a bit. Shit. Um, that's staying that's, in. That's staying in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like, uh, for the most part, it, it's pretty good, but there are definitely some uh, spots where the gameplay, the pacing kind of slows to a crawl. Uh, especially when you throw something like a staring contest into the mix. We had two staring contests. We it did. was epic. What I was... have never seen anyone more competitive about a staring contest <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Ian was, was... locked in. <laughs> Wait, well, let's be fair. One of them wasn't a staring contest. <laughs> One of them, he just had to stare longingly into my eyes for 30 seconds. <laughs> And it was the most intense 30 seconds of Will's life. Because Ian took it as a contest. He did it twice! He did it twice! I think my favorite was when you accused him of, like, you have glasses, it's easier. And, like, without any thought, he ripped the glasses off his face, still intently staring into your eyes. 
<laughs> Ian has a power of will matched by no man. <laughs> On what you're saying, though, with the, the rate of play, um, I could see this now that we're entering our 30s uh, being a dinner game. Like having people over and like writing portions could be like snack and eaty time mm-hmm. and then go back to it. <clears throat> oh, like doing this as like a cocktail hour? Yeah, like yeah. a cocktail hour or a dinner party. That's great. That, yeah. We might have a fancy dinner party at I, my house involving this game. He's out. You must grab all cards. <laughs> Pinky! Difficulty <laughs> uh, curve, I give this a, a four. Uh, there, Once you get started on this, there's no real misinterpretations unless you're struggling with the questions on the card. And I just wrote in as an extra comment, I also gave it a four. Um, most of the time with these kind of party games, I do feel like there's a difficulty curve that needs to kind of be in there to keep the game interesting. This was already a very interesting game to begin with. There doesn't need to be any difficulty in it, aside from answering the questions themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I gave it a two just because we did have to refer back quite a lot. And we're kind of experienced game players at this point in life. Just how, if we have to go back, can you imagine what someone who's just picked this up from Barnes & Noble for the first time would do? That's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, I could feel it'd be it'd be difficult for people who haven't under like haven't had to understand mechanics on the fly. Um, customization, though, I will say there are so many things on their website, like specific packs and expansions. There's a child one. There's a breakup one, which is a solo game where you kind of coach yourself through your own breakup. This is like if you don't have if you don't have money for therapy. This is a Band-Aid fix. They have self-care ones. They have couples ones. They have um, one that's titled XXX, which I am getting because I'm so curious. Like, it doesn't say anything but that on the box. <laughs> and they have hoodies and mugs and, and a card specifically that says, um, congratulations on your breakup, which is on sale right now. Tis the season. It, it, is. it really is. I think that's why it's, there's not much on sale on the website. That's one of the things that's currently on sale. That is telling. <laughs> uh, I, I gave it a three for customization. Um, I feel I, for the most part, it has a lot of options, a lot of different types of uh, styles of the game. That's great. Uh, as far as I could tell, there were no blank cards. Uh, I think that's what I, I, I subtracted a point for, because this would do really well with uh, a few blank cards, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's not too difficult to do. I feel like uh, you just print a few extra cards and pop them in the back with level one or level two. I think that I don't know if there's things you could do for like level three, but you know they they have. I'm sure a ton you of could. Stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Um, it is about for the artists out there. The thickness is probably a, a little bit thicker than Bristol board, but you could probably get away with using Bristol board to make your own. It would just be a pain in the ass, and they don't have blank cards as an expansion yet and if you're someone like me i don't know what bristol board is so (laughs) (laughs) is that like card paper uh no it's it's a it's like as thick as my watercolor paper but without a tooth so it's flat uh it's usually used for markers and inking i'm I'm, real quick 
Why does your paper have teeth? And you're people like me and Will. We don't know what this paper is. This is Art Corner with Brooke. Uh, tooth is the texture of a piece of paper. So when you use watercolors, you need a tooth for the paints to kind of settle into. Mm-hmm. Think about like how your molar molars are, like that bumpiness. Is that what embossing is? No. I have no idea. I'm so sorry. It's, okay, so that does create a texture, but it's it's just paper. It's the way the pulp pills on top of each other. So it with a rough it, surface, it absorbs yeah. more water. Oh. Yeah, and the pigments have a place to settle into better, so that it has a better light fast. Like try imagining, imagine trying to to. I, I kind of get what you're saying. Trying to use watercolors on a laminated piece of paper, it wouldn't work. No, is that where? Am I right? It will. So it will still work either way because paper is absorbent. Uh, it will just last longer if you use a watercolor paper with a tooth. I was not right. It's also different uh, in how many pounds of pressure it takes to make the paper. <gasps> oh, and that, so that's that's why it has like that pounds for like certain yes. art. Okay. Okay. We'll so, be learning stuff today. <laughs> Ian's pretending to know things today. <laughs> this is Art Corner with book. Back to our actual thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I need to have a, a whole different podcast where I can just blow your mind with art stuff. This isn't the time. So, did you like it? I I did for the most part like it. Uh, you were very apprehensive when I was like, "Hey, let's play this feelings game." Yeah, I didn't know what to expect from a feelings game. I'm not the I'm not always the most open person with deeper like deeper stuff. Like on surface level, I'm I'm happy telling you what's going on. But when you started asking me about familial problems and, and relationships, I'm like, oh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I, I gave it I gave it two and a half. Um, I had a, a decent amount of time with it. I was a little upset that there was nothing to win. The half point is for the staring contest that I did win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's goal-oriented. I know. We'll give him that. He's goal-oriented. <laughs> You can write that on my next sheet. <laughs> my next first, yeah. first, yeah, first yeah, impression. Goal oriented. Oh my god. Like a Labrador retriever. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I said, uh, the prize is the friendship. Winning is the friendship at the end. And just the flat looks of no from you. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but I couldn't get the look off my face. <laughs> See, this got a four for me. I am a nosy person. I want to know people. I want to like share way too much. So this is my kind of game. I gave it a four. I'm getting more versions of this now. I would also like to get more versions of it. That being said, I did give it a three. Um, I feel like if I were in any group that I did not know nearly as well as you guys, I would not be nearly as comfortable playing this game. Um, I... It takes me a while to warm up to people, and I feel like having to answer these questions to complete strangers would break me. <laughs> See, I'm always uncomfortable. So, like, I that doesn't phase me in the slightest. I'm bringing this on the cruise in hopes that I can play it at the LGBT meetup because just it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Just watch the world burn is my favorite thing. <laughs> Chaos. Did that scare you? It did. It did scare <laughs> me a little. I. Uh, that being said, though, I did only give it a two for recommendation because it is daunting. If you're not like really interested in really digging deep for yourself and others, it's not going to be a game for you. I do hold that it, it would be good if you have like 
with your family, if you have a hard time connecting and finding that common ground with family, this might not be the worst thing to try and show that each other is human. Because a lot of the times when you get into arguments, especially with political undertones or religious undertones, you forget the other person's a human being. There are cards in here that will start fights. <laughs> you can take those out. I think one of the cards I pulled when I was looking through the game was, what was the last lie you told your mother? So take it out. <laughs> like, if you if you know you're going to play this with your family, just go through the cards quick. Because, like, other things, like, what's the first recollection of happiness? Might be an important reason why Uncle Bobby really is into Roman Catholicism. Maybe he got, like, a really nice cross yeah. for his first birthday. Like... Yeah, because if one of if that card came out at one of my family gatherings, I can tell you my mom would not be happy with the answer she got. <laughs> I don't think any of our moms would be happy. <laughs> I I do want to point out I'm not going to say what yours or my answer was, but I do love how it both revolved around the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gave it a three for recommendation. I think it's it's for fifteen to twenty five bucks. It's not a bad purchase. Uh, I feel like there are people who could get some fun out of it, especially at like family gatherings and stuff. Um, especially people who normally don't play uh, board games, who don't like the competitive edge of things. It's it's just fun. So yeah. I, I have no. I think it's no qualms about it. I recommend it more than I enjoy it. <laughs> well, and honestly, that's kind of in my boat as well. I I know I'm I'm not a normal person. I'm I'm more reserved than a normal person. Um, no, I think I'm the odd man out here. <laughs> Staring contest. No, no more staring contests. That made you really uncomfortable. Yes! Eye contact is uncomfortable for me. I don't like doing it. I don't mind it, but... I don't like it either. I'm like, I'm seconds is eye so much. Okay, let's just break that down. I don't like it either, unless I am winning. Yes. Yeah. If I win, I contact. Oh, contact you don't have the dig deeper card. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will say the dig deeper cards are also a little... They're like a, a plastic see-through card. They're very gimmicky. Uh, we naturally just asked each other to dig deeper without having to throw down a dig deeper card. It's really for the Instagram photos, that dig deeper card, because you can like do fun little selfies with it. But We all nervously overshare. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. If it, for me, it's not nervous oversharing. I, I nervously to, overshare. Oh, I just want people to understand, so I expand. I don't want any confusion after the things I'm sharing. I just say things. <laughs> uh, replay value. Pretty high. Yeah, I gave it a four. I gave it a two. Um, I feel like one, one of the things for multiplayer was that you take the, the card you write home with you, which means that in replay-wise, you're not playing this multiple times uh, a night. You're playing this once a night, and then it goes away, and then you bring it out at the next family gathering. For me, that's like three times a year at most. Now, I will say, we are all transitioning into later adulthood. Middle-aged, let's call it, unfortunately. Oh, no. um, Don't remind me. I know. Um, I, I'm going to stay young forever. Yeah. Yes, I'm still 22. No, I'm With not. your cholesterol, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't necessarily know if that's a bad thing, especially as we get older, we probably transition less from doing D and D nights on Tuesdays or whatever. Not that we've done that in a while, but we probably, not us. well, not all. Oh, I have yeah, every Friday, but even still, I, I feel like we're going to probably slowly transfer into like game night once a week or once a month. 
and this is a good game to kind of start a game night out. Um, it's it's relatively quick. It's relatively easy. It helps you get to know the people that you hang out with every day. Uh, replay value, I give it a three. I will say I look at replay a little differently. For me, it's how many times am I going to take this bo- box off my shelf? Because there are some games that I'm going to get tired of very quickly. But with this, it changes with every group that you bring it into. Because, yeah, you may have answered the same question five times already, but you didn't give that answer to the new person at the table. So depending on who your group is, depends on... It, it just makes so many new scenarios. So I think like when I put a refit, replay and why I gave it a four is uh, I can see myself playing the game with the same group many times and also play it with new groups for many years before it starts really becoming cyclical. And then once it starts becoming cyclical, get an expansion. Yep. I think I'm going to get you the, the kids box though, so you don't have to be as deep. I would like to play the kids version. We'll take that out for my family. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't really do as many of these gatherings. Uh, my family is uh, admittedly a little dysfunctional uh, to the point where I don't mind saying that on a live mic because I know they're all going to agree. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like it's great for other people. It's just not something I, I would get a lot of, a lot of worth out of, which is why I gave it a zero for would you buy this for yourself? I, I would not personally buy this game. I, uh, just to, to tie into would you buy it for yourself since we nicely transitioned into that. Yeah. Well, now um, we didn't because you mentioned it. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Did you say your thing. I, no, no, I feel no. like I just cut you off. No, I was just saying that he said... He did a smooth transition, then you mentioned it, so it's, like, negated. Oh, because I'm bad at my job. (laughs) ADHD. Yeah. Um, I gave it a two. Uh, I am going to say that's a caveat. I probably would not get this version. Uh, I think I would get something that's more geared towards our polycule. I think this would be a great game for our relationship, Uh, especially because I can play it with three people, and most couples' games are focused on two people. It's very progressive. <laughs> I wonder, I'm now I'm curious, because I do have a couple's edition, if the couple edition does have a multiplayer. I mean, you could still just eke over this into that, but like if it's in the booklet, has a multiplayer. Well, I'm going for the X, the triple X. I was going to say that on mic. Yeah, obviously. It's already in the cart. I will be honest. There's like $70 worth of these games in my cart right now. Uh, that being said, I would buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as something I just off the cuff decided to get at a Barnes and Noble on their board game sale. I think it's a good investment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so final scores for, we're not really strangers. I gave it a 30.5. I gave it a 35. I also gave it a 35. Hey, so that puts our scores at totally not just stretching this out so we can do this on our phones how close was i 33.5 wow okay (laughs) i'm not that close but i'm pretty impressed (laughs) which is not a bad score uh overall that's that's pretty good that's pretty good score so not not bad it it looks like we're gonna have a uh a decent uh grading for this christmas which is 
Weird. It's a Christmas miracle. I mean, Max isn't here, so it's already a little weird. Yeah. This is also, I think, the first time we've had a Bards-only edition. It because is. Because the only other time we had a Bards-only edition was the Lost Pilot episode. Technically, Ten Candles was a Bards-only edition, because the person we had on as the guest wasn't there for the recording. This is true. Okay, but that... But we did read true. their grade, grade, grade score. Yeah. I, I feel like this is tr- the first true other yes. pilot. Who was uh, the guest for Ten Candles? Uh, Connor. Oh, that's right! Well, no, technically he was a bard at the time. Yeah. So it was a bard's only edition. Yeah, this, that's fair. It was, uh, Chris was, was on with us in that one, right? Yeah, and Chris yeah. was also a bard. Like an official bard, and then, you know, work. If he wants yeah. to come back, he still technically is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can take away bardship. No. No. No, it's, it's like a knighthood. Yeah. We come with the dice and just pour them over your head. It's really a fancy ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> I got a D4 in my eye. Uh, so going on to our next game, uh, Boop. Can we take I was wondering uh, two since... minutes real quick? Yeah. Oh, this is actually quiet enough that I can hit it without... No. I'm not no, going no. to. I'm not going to, but... We have one rule. I know. Actually, we have a few rules. No yeah. eating either. Yeah. Yeah. All of these are to prevent Will from fucking up the office. No, the no eating is, is for Steven. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Will, you'd be impressed with me. Oh? Guess how late I stayed out until on Saturday. <clears throat> 4 a.m. Woo! I haven't done that in a long time. I haven't either. Uh, no, I haven't either. I only yeah, haven't done I that since college. After, I went to After Hours Andy's house after. Mm. It's fun. We played cards. Oh no, Larry's. Uh, one of the nights I did at Larry's. I oh, think when I came back at like five. You want a game that'll get us a low score? Da Vinci. I've had to watch people play Da Vinci before. You should do five card stuff. I mean, that could be our April Fool's Day tends to be like. A ridiculous game. So we could do that. Or oh, you ever played Michigan? Uh, Michigan poker, Minnesota poker. Cover style. It's, it's like a petty poker. Ooh. We should. Yeah. You know what? I I think while while we're we're still in in intermission, I really think we should do just a collection of random card games. Just great a deck of cards. I've I've considered. I'll be honest. I was thinking about it in the shower today. I'm like, what would be a ridiculous game we could cover that's actually surprisingly like really big yeah. and my first thought was like solitaire because it, it's a one person game that pretty much everyone has played if you grew up in the 2000s it was on every single computer you ever knew and people play it competitively like weirdly competitively so a single player game for so wrong yeah but so long not wrong um you know i think that'd be a good rate for fool's day maybe this year you ever played 51 solitaire i have not 51 solitaire is a game that will drive you insane um it is solitaire <laughs> unwinnable because you don't have enough cards. You're missing one card. You're miss- exactly. Um, I've seen people play that, and it is... It, it's like seeing the uh, the monks do the, the sand drawings. Because <laughs> <laughs> they put so much work in, and then gone. All right, so we're taking a break and then doing boop? Yeah, give me uh, one more puff and we should be good. Get your nicotine rush. We're making good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we're doing great.
Hey, Ian, you really liked this game. Do you want to sum it up in like one sentence and see how it goes? And then I will fill in the rest of it. Yes, it is. It is cat checkers. <laughs> it's cat checkers is the best way I can describe it. I think calling it checkers is doing it a disservice. This is full blown cat chess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Boop is a two player game where you have kittens to start with and you are jumping on a bed. Um, the best part is the bed is actually fabric. So you could, it, it has a little squeeze to it. But the idea is like, think of the fluffiest comforter you've ever seen at your grandma's house. And what happens when one cat jumps on? It falls to the side. So it's a game where you're constantly moving yours and other people's pieces around the board while trying to grow your kittens into cats and get three in a row. As a, um, as a side... This is done by Smirk and Dagger, the publisher. Uh, I am a little biased on that. I've met the owner of the company uh, several times. I didn't pick the game, by the way. It just was total coincidence that uh, that Brooke picked this up. And I was like, oh, I heard about that game. This The guy that I know made that game. Uh, I love a lot of their stuff, and this is no exception. This is the first time we played a game where I was like, I want to do another round before we record. Yeah, this is also probably the first Smirk and Daggers that I've picked up at a large store. Mm-hmm. Although I know Hughes and Q's is also, which we are going to cover just to torture Will. Um, we they, they aren't normally in stores outside of like specific game board shops. I think I've seen Nevermore out on shelves before a while ago when it, when it was out. Yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't realize Nevermore was them until maybe a couple seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nevermore, uh, Menace Among Us is my favorite game of theirs. Uh, Tesseract, Shobu uh, are all games that I really enjoy from them. Uh, Run for Your Life, Candyman, or something like that is a game that I know is popular, but I've never played. Uh, Menace Among Us is like my favorite game. Yeah, and that was we haven't. I've talked about it. It's I, if if I if we cover it, I want to do it. I mean, we've all played it, right? Yeah, yeah. You've definitely played Menace Among Us. I think we we did it at. <laughs> You know what? Don't worry about it. But <laughs> we will play Menace Among Us, but I want to do it with eight people as, as God intended. <laughs> it's going to be really accurate. <laughs> it's going to be the worst mic up setup in the world as we all pile around. Uh, it was a room, game. Though. This is true. And, and I don't think this was any exception. Uh, we want to run, run, roll right into this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, number of players I thought was perfect. I cannot imagine playing with more than two people because of just how much movement happens on the board. If you had another person on that board, I don't think it would work. Uh, I, I gave it a two of three out of principle. Um, <laughs> we do like big board games here. We, we do like big board games. Uh, it is set at two players, and that's good for the game. Don't get me wrong. Like that's It has to be two players. But because it has to be two players... Uh, I, I don't get a lot of opportunities where it's just me and one other person playing a board game. Uh, usually it's at least three people and something like that's, uh, I wouldn't be able to pull out with someone else feeling left out, but it is quick. So you can always play around with, with different people. I just, I, I, I had to get, take a point somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I do think that because it's, it's a set a number, uh, it doesn't deserve a three in number of players, but it's, it's a good score still. Normally, I'd agree with you. I would say 
this would be a two pointer. I think it's a three pointer mainly because it, it makes no false or it makes no um, claim to be anything greater than what it is. It's a two player game, just like chess and checkers. And you can't really dock points from chess and checkers. Uh, now, that being said, you do have Chinese checkers. That could add some more more plays. <laughs> I could see doing something like that and making it crazy complicated, but then we end up docking points all across the board somewhere else because it becomes way too complicated, and I feel like it would, it would bog the game down. As it says on the, the, the board game, it says, a very thinky game for two clever cats. It, it doesn't make you think you can do anything but two. It's plaster on every side of the box. It's very clear. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's it's more out of uh, consideration considering all of the other games we played. Yep. Inclusivity. Three. Uh, you, you, you could give this game to a, a young child and they'd be able to pick it up pretty quick, I think. Also, the meeples are a big enough size. That's sometimes the problem is that like dexterity and fine motor wise mm-hmm. uh, sometimes meeples or the little tokens get very small and very thin but these are nice chunky boys they're really nice chunky boys they're also wood i will i did dock a point i feel like the the base game itself is very simple on its on its face i feel like if you are getting matched up against somebody uh, like an ian who is <laughs> Very strategy focused. Um, you, it's very easy to fall into traps at times, and I feel like because this game does rely on the skill of the player and less the rules of the game, uh, it may be challenging if you were going up against an older brother or something like that, somebody who's maybe had two or three more years for their brain to develop. Um, I could see that quickly becoming a game where you will never win. As the oldest sibling, I've never had to run into this issue. I know. (laughs) (laughs) There's no luck, all strategy on this one. Exactly. For comprehension, though, I did give it a two just because reading the pamphlet, it kind of bogs at times. So it it does make it a little trickier on that aspect. Um, They did give you pictorial things to look at, which was very helpful. And the little satirical quips definitely helped. But, like, we were definitely confused on if we took cats and kittens off the board at first, like, or if the cats just lived there. It, it, it did take us a couple read-throughs to truly understand where the cats and kittens go. I gave it a three for comprehension, uh, mainly because I only looked at the pictures in the rule book and I watched the game and I feel like I was already kind of on board with everything that was going on. Uh, I'm pretty sure when you two were playing, I asked like three questions uh, to clarify, which is if you've watched any other bards is, is very few questions for Will to ask about a game. Yeah. I, uh, I gave it a three for comprehension as well. Uh, I read through the rules. It, it didn't seem uh, once, once we got uh, the hang of it, it didn't seem too complicated. There was that one question of do the cats stay on the board when they, when they switch over. And it did say further down, I said, do not do that. So I, I, because I was, I was suspicious. I'm like, wait a minute, how could three cats stay on the board? But then you win if you have three cats in a row. Yeah. So I, I, we got, we caught on to it pretty quick. Yeah, like for the same reasoning, I took points off for it on the last one. We are very used to reading rule books at this point. So if we have any questions, most people would have many questions. I, I make it my business to usually go through a rule book at this point. Oh yeah. 
availability. I, this you can get this just about anywhere, right? You yeah. got this at Barnes and Noble. I got it at Barnes and Noble. I've seen it. I think I've seen it at Target. Uh, the holiday edition is no longer available because it's a holiday edition. But other than that, it, I think it's, it's still on their website. On their website, yeah. Of every other website, it is now as a reseller. So the like Walmart has it as a resell for the Halloween edition, but Walmart also has resale for everything now. If it's in a big box store, it's usually pretty around. accessible. Yeah, I I gave it a three for that reason. If it's in if it's in a bookstore, it's everywhere else. I don't go to bookstores very often, so I'm just believing what you say. It's my favorite time of year. Do you want to know why? Why? I have two chances to talk about materials. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, breaking down into it, beautiful box, great construction on the box. It actually has storage and like storage that works and makes sense. And I know they didn't mean to, but the storage could also be used for custom little meeples if they ever come out with it, which they should. Uh, so it's the box is set up beautifully. Uh, it stores nice. It's simple and compact. The little wooden guys are perfect. The paint on them is amazing. They have great detail on the paint, which isn't shocking with wooden meeples compared to the... I'm saying the word a lot because I love it. It's a great word. It meeples. really is. Um, but with plastic, it's often hard to paint them. But because the wooden ones are usually flat, they get a greater level of detail in the colors, which I enjoy. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, I mean... I, I gave it a three for materials for like like you mentioned a lot of the same reasons. Uh, I I always I don't want to to go too much into other categories when I do one category at a time. But considering this is like thirty five dollars on their website, and you're getting wooden meeples, you're getting uh, uh, what sixteen thirty two wooden meeples in total. You have a quilted board. It's soft. It's yeah. Uh, it's, it, it it's actually fat. Feels like a bed, but it doesn't um, sh actually shift the meeples when you move too much. It's batting and nylon too, so it would also be quite waterproof. It would just take maybe a couple minutes to dry if, say, you spilled your hot chocolate on it. And a very nice box. Ooh, also nice. a fun part of the box: the inside box flips over to hold the little quilt and looks like an actual bed. So detail. It's, it's something I've always uh, really liked about uh, Smirk and Dagger is they go above and beyond usually for their uh, their accessories and materials. Uh, like with uh, Tesseract. I, I haven't played the um, the main game, but uh, Kurt came through our local gaming store and Brooke and I had a chance to play test that game that's coming out. And they had these really cool like metal dice structures for this, this huge cube. It was in very intimidating looking and I'm actually probably going to at some point pick that up too, yeah. but they've always been pretty on point with, uh, with their, their materials. I will say though, it's a little disappointing. The cat on the box is not the cat you get in the box, which is why I'm wondering if they are planning to make expansions where you could get, say the adorable little spotted cat. Mm -hmm. I am going to ruin the cat on the box for everybody here. That it lo it just reminds me of Hamtaro. Oh, well, I mean, the figures are very Hamtaro-esque, like, yeah. even the actual ones. You see it too, right? Like, yeah, no, that was one of my favorite shows growing up. It's like Pusheen. Yeah, yeah, it's also yeah. Pusheen-shaped. It's friend-shaped, that's all that matters. 
I mean, any comments on materials? I mean, well? you guys have said pretty much everything that I was thinking for materials. Fantastic box. The meeples are awesome. Um, I would like to see at some point just blanks come out, and I would paint them however I want. Uh, I think that would be really cool. But aside from that, I can't dock any points. Uh, solid three. Um, more games need to to do stuff like this and and put quality into not just their packaging but into their their tokens as well. Mm-hmm. Because they could have just done flat tokens, and and it would have been the same game. But Even still, you 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 could have done flat tokens, and then just had them flipped, printed on both sides. Yeah, saved a ton of time and money. Um, but they chose to do a higher quality. I think that's more. just smirk and dagger, though. They they take pride in the community aspect that they create. I mean, I, I just wanted to point it out because, like, you get stuff like that out of like Arcane Academy, and yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and a few other games we played, but. <laughs> It's it's few and far between the uh, companies that are willing to go the extra mile on their their accessories, like uh, what Cosmic Encounter did with mm-hmm. the, the ships. So worth pointing out. Oh yeah, the stackable ships. Those yeah, are, yeah. those live in my mine rent free. Um, so with setup, this is probably my favorite setup because I literally just tip the box upside down. <laughs> it's a board and two baggies of cats, and in in reality, you don't need the baggies. They could just be a box of cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, as nature intended, boxes of cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gave it a three for setup, too. It was incredibly easy. Uh, we played three games of this overall, which is uh, more than we usually do for any of our games we cover. Um, granted, it was because we had it's a two-person game and we had three people, but uh, even so, we ended up doing an extra game for, for the winners. Yeah, and it was, it was a great game. Um, yeah, I have, I don't think we've aside the two games that we we picked today. Setup is crazy easy. Yeah, it saved a lot of time. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm in charge. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder. No, you you wouldn't steal my thunder because I'm just not used to being on this side of the mic. Um, so we did set up rate of play. It's a three. Like you said, we got through three games of it mm-hmm. like nothing. I did give it a two for rate of play, um, especially with that third game. Uh, when things get intense, it does it does bog down a little bit when people are making decisions, and it, it slows down a lot towards the end of the game. Definitely, I mean, as it's supposed to, but it does uh, affect the pacing at certain points as people are, are looking at their options, making decisions, trying to figure out an, a, a strategy to counter someone else's. Any strategy game, you're going to have uh, difficulties with pacing occasionally. You know what would be fun but overkill? Chess timers. I was actually thinking about that. I was, I was like, what if this? What would make this game fun and anxiety-inducing? And I'm like, a timer, <laughs> like one of the little uh, hourglass. Oh, not even. Have you seen chess timers? No. So they're two little clocks. A little, um, not. <sighs> What are the things that coaches hold? Stopwatches. Stopwatches. Yeah, They're like two stopwatches where you click a button at the top. So you click to start, click to stop. Because cats don't think about what they're doing before they do it. They do it impulsively. So so should you. I mean... I don't know. Yeah. No, not... That wasn't for you. I know which person out there is hearing this. And it's that was not for you. Be like a cat. No. <laughs> Some of us need to be cool, calm, and collected right now. Staring deeply at this. Okay. I don't know what I did. 
Because someone's going to go, oh, yes, be like a cat and just drive off the road right now. Let's be honest. Most of the people listen to this, listen to this while driving. Don't drive off the road. Like, knock over a cop. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Will. (laughs) That's so... The Mountain Dew would make such a noise. (laughs) Cats do things to to make things uh, uncomfortable for others, not to hurt others or themselves. (laughs) They just like being irritating and they love the attention. I do like the attention. (laughs) (laughs) I would say this is probably... The most worth it for price that I've ever paid for a game. Oh, for sure. What was this? Uh, 35 on the top end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is still cheaper than most of our games and higher quality than a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, I gave this a three. That cannot be underlined more. Like it's it's very good quality from the games we've gotten so far. I really wish I could give it a four for price. <laughs> I really wish I could give it a four in a lot of these sections, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much to say on, on price on that one. It, it's pretty straightforward, right? We're all three. Oh, yeah. yeah, three across the board. Uh, going into extras, then. I This is the lowest score they got for me, uh, just because there are no extra pieces. They have the, the special edition uh, Halloween game, so I gave it a one. Um, there's not a whole lot you could do other than like special editions or uh, different pieces. Or like you said, paintable pieces. I gave it a two in the hopes that they do more. Like even with the with the Halloween edition, they added a new mechanic with the ghosts. I could definitely see us having little packets of cats with a card that says their new uh, function or their new thing, and like get to add that component. So you could come with your own baggie of special special boop cats that do a special thing. Yeah, and also I do want the uh, paint your own Doodlebot version. What was it? What was that bear called from our childhood? Was it just Doodle Bear? I, I think so. Oh, yeah, I think they were Doodle Bears. Okay, I could see a Doodle Bear version where it was like it came with a little set of markers, and you got cats and like white, and you could like make your own cats. Was it the stuffed animals? Yeah, yeah. 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 Drew it yourself, and then you wash it off in the bathtub and did it all over again. I had a green one that looked like Frankenstein. I just saw them in commercials. I didn't ever have one. I had a denim one. That's so cool. Well, it just was denim patterned. It wasn't actual denim. It's still really cool. Oh, yeah. It does stain after a while, though. I learned that the hard way. No, I, I also learned that the hard way. <laughs> My Frankenstein one looks like Frankenstein because it's stained really badly. Enjoyment? A three. Trace? Three. Yeah, I... I had a lot of fun with this. I feel like the next thing is the same. Recommendations, a three. Oh, yeah. Big three. Uh, yeah, a three again. Um, now, I will say, uh, if we're going to move down to replay value, this is one that I have to change. And I filled this out before the second game. Um, I gave it a two initially. Uh, after replaying it with somebody who also had gone through the game once, this should be a three. Uh, the... The level of not skill, but but tactics that need to develop and strategy that that is able to develop, especially mid and late game. Uh, it really is one of those games where you could play it two, three, four times in a night and get a different result every time. I uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I actually did the same thing. I wrote down a two and then we 
we covered the the second game, the one we covered first in the podcast, and then we were like, oh, we have plenty of time still. Hey, Will, you want to play another game? That was that was a good call because not only did the, 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 the as everyone understood the rules of the game, the the difficulty kind of went up a bit as as it was it was all or nothing for us. We we were really into it. Yeah. Uh, but you could probably play this several times, and I recommend uh, if you if you play this once and you're like maybe this isn't for me, play it a second time, see if you like it then, because the stakes get higher. They really do. <laughs> this is it tickles all of those competitive parts of my brain. I I'm all about it. I just like making the boop sound because it is highly encouraged to boop and meow. Yeah, that boop, is fun. Boop every time you move a piece. Boop boop. Same way they usually meowed when uh, the piece was falling off the bed. Oh. Like Mufasa. Sad. <laughs> Long live the king. <laughs> it's a good thing lions don't meow. A lot of more people would die in lion attacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But it's friend-shaped, and it sounds like a friend. <laughs> sounds like a friend, it looks like a friend, but why no friend? <laughs> <laughs> but now I don't have an arm. <laughs> uh, sliding scales. Uh, classic versus innovative. Uh, I give this a classic three. This is a pretty straightforward game. It, it's not uh, particularly reminiscent of anything in particular. It's a little bit like chess. It's a little bit like Connect 4. Uh it doesn't really involve piece movement as much as moving pieces, if that makes sense. It's unique, but it follows a very simple, classic style of game. That's why I gave it an innovative. All of those words, but I went, that's new. I haven't done that before. I gave it a one in classic uh, for similar reasons. I think it checks a lot of boxes of classic playstyles while not sort of nicely fitting into one of them. You do have the strategy from chess. You do have the the sort of line drawing of Connect Four in there. It it takes the best of a lot of classic games and merges them together. I do feel like that is a limitation of, of the sliding scales that we have um, because it should really be one point in classic and like another point in innovative. See, I, I always just saw, is it classic in a good way or classic in a bad way? Yeah, that's kind of what I looked at it as too. Um, or like a one in class would be like, I've done this so many times and I don't want to do it again. I have always, the way I've always done this is I, in my brain, I take this line and I make it a vertical line, like an alignment thing. Oh, okay. So well, that's a great thing about this. We all take it different ways and it kind of keeps us even and fair. Exactly. Um, one day I would like to see if we can do an alignment thing. Just make see how complicated that makes everything else. <laughs> oh, so you gotta use YMX plus B to figure out your grade. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that as a joke when Steven comes on next. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> um, I gave it a simple three. Yeah, simple three. Just because it was it was very easy to pick up. It didn't have a lot of rules once you got past the pamphlets issues. Um, it was easy. It, it was simplistic in a way that, like you said before, a kid could do it with you. Mm -hmm. I gave it a complex one. Um, 
because there is a huge amount of strategy to it. It looks like a very simple game at first. Once you get into it, though, especially with the booping mechanic, where you're essentially pushing cats around to then make lines to block them from getting pushed further, all while battling somebody else and pushing their cats out of the way. It, it, it grows. It's baiting them into other moves. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a really good one. <laughs> I did not see that at the end. Uh, that was a great bait. Um, but that's exactly what I mean, is is there's a lot of things you got to think about in this game. It, it would be interesting to see the, the difference in play style between like two 10-year-olds playing this, uh, a 10-year-old and a 20-year-old playing this, and then two 20-year-olds like turning this into Duel of the Fates. <laughs> but with cats on a bed. <laughs> Which would be a great parody of the Star Wars Duel of the Fates at the end of episode three. <laughs> You've lost me, Anakin! I am the high ground! <laughs> the fact that works so well as an analogy is scary. <laughs> oh my god <sighs> but this, this was a, a very well put together game and I can see why it's you, you said it's become rather popular oh, it's, and... it's, I've seen this a lot on board game TikTok because I am on TikTok way too often um, I think my favorite was a couple who constantly reviews games um, they do chores based on it so they'll pick a game off their shelf and talk about a chore they don't want to do and then compete to do that. I know those people. Yes. Yeah, so they've, awesome. they've used this game several times. I don't remember their handle. If I can find it, I'll put it in our show notes. Um, but there are a lot of great people on board game TikTok that have talked about this game even briefly. All right. So final scores. 40. It's the closest we ever gotten to the meaning of life. 35. 35. I gave it a 38, uh, which gives us a score of 37 and a half, a little over okay. for our final score. That's solid. Yeah, that's one of the better scores we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, we're getting to that point where we might actually get a true 42. Yeah. Like, if, this probably could have done it with just a couple. A couple of tweaks, tweaks in this game would have equaled the, the answer to the universe, life, and all things. Was it Wingspan that got the, the 41? Yes. Okay. All right. It got a 41 from someone. I don't know if it got 41 as the average. Okay, that's, yeah. that's right. What was our average again? Average for this is a little over 37. Or 37 and a half. Huh? Writing some notes on it. Yeah, but that's that's a very good score. Yeah. For, for our, our score system that really is just there for us to make conversation it doesn't mean a whole lot when you average things out. It's a very good score. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the average is necessary. It, it, it really kind of gives it an idea of, of the spectrum of gameplay. I think we are we, all wildly different in what we enjoy in a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, exactly that. I just mean our number system. 42 is a weird number to have. This <laughs> is a grading score. I love No, it's it. not. It's the meaning of life. It's I, a fantastic number. And it honestly... It's not as random as you think about it, because a 1 to 3 is actually a pretty good range if you think about it. 42 just isn't Okay, I will be fair. When we made this scale, we after we accidentally made it 42, every scale ha after I have 
made to be 42. Oh, believe me. Mostly I... because I love that movie. <laughs> I'm well aware. Oh, yeah. With our, our... <laughs> so what you didn't see when he was pointing at it is uh, would you buy it is a one or two <laughs> on the... Um, the party, party games, yeah. yeah. We have ten questions that are four points, and then one is two. <laughs> well, it's just—it's a good running joke, okay? I love that movie. I oh, love the book. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide is the the great equalizer. Honestly, well, uh, as we're starting to close out, so long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, the holiday season is always a busy one, so let's put a bow on this. Thank you all for an awesome year. I'll keep it brief, but I just wanted to say thank you to our listeners. In this season of gratitude and happiness, I think everyone at this table would like to let you know we are grateful for you. Creating this podcast for you has brought us together and being able to make meaningful content to a community we love has been a pleasure. No matter what you are celebrating, we hope from the bottom of our hearts you have a fun, safe, and happy wrap to this holiday season. Play on. Thank you, everyone, and don't forget your towels. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs>